Hi, I'm Brent Stafford, and this is RegWatch by RegulatorWatch.com. Joining us today is Batel Cohen, International Brand Manager for Monster Vape Labs, part of the Monster Group. Based in Orlando, Florida, and operating in 58 countries, Monster Vape Labs is the largest manufacturer of brand-owned e-liquid in the world. Batel, thanks for joining us today on RegWatch. Hey, Brent. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's definitely our pleasure too. Look, I'm excited for this conversation as we rarely get a chance to talk directly with those who make the products that have such a big impact on people's lives. And of course, manufacturers are also on the front line in the regulatory battle. First off, what do you do at Monster Vape Labs and how did you come to be there? So I joined Monster Vape Labs in August of 2022 and stepped into the role as international brand manager almost a year ago. As the international brand manager, it is my responsibility to ensure that the brand is represented consistently, accurately, and ensuring that the brand is following laws and regulations, especially when it comes to marketing and how the public perceives us. Now, for those who aren't familiar with Monster Vape Labs, tell us about the company. How did the company start? How did it get so successful? Definitely. So Monster Vape Labs emerged in 2016 with co-founders Sunny Westmoreland and Sean Sliman when they launched a phone app called Vape Boss. Vape Boss was a great and innovative app that revolutionized the vaping scene by enabling users to discover local vape shops where they were able to showcase their product lineups and simplify the process for consumers to locate their favorite brands. It was during this time that Sliman, who was a devoted smoker, actually made the switch to vaping and never went back to traditional cigarettes. So from what I understand, he actually liked vaping so much he bought the company. So the first company he ever tried was Telios. And yes, we acquired Telios, which is now our Milk Monster line. Sunny Westmoreland and Sean Sliman really solidified their passion for the vaping industry when they went on a trip to London and really immersed themselves with the industry even more. They started out with strawberry jam on toast, and that was the flavor that laid the foundation for Jam Monster. Uh, this initial creation became the catalyst for an ever-expanding line of jam-inspired e-liquids and catapulted us to the forefront of e-juice manufacturing worldwide. Now, I just wish that we could show, uh, you know, a shot of that juice. And also, like, I'm a huge fan of Monster Vape Labs. You know, I've got some Fruit Monster right here, which is a part of my daily, but I don't want to anger the YouTube gods and, you know, show any pictures of the product, but that's disappointing because, wow, man, it's spectacular flavor combinations. Yeah, we definitely pride ourselves on our flavor combinations and make sure that the flavor profiles really speak to the consumers and what they're looking for. Well, we'll definitely get into a little bit more on the flavors conversation when we get down to some of the more negative things that, uh, you know, been affecting the industry. But, you know, tell us a little bit about the mission behind Monster Vape Labs. Our main goal is to establish ourselves as a committed company to each specific country. We take extra measures in ensuring everything we do is compliant and follows the laws placed within the industry. We're not just an American company dumping a product and then leaving without our strategy. Our mission has always been to provide adults of legal age with a variety of options to help them move away from combustible cigarettes. In fact, 
In 2021, Monster Vape Labs led the industry to switch all of its products to non-tobacco-derived nicotine. Our non-tobacco-derived nicotine is 100% free of any tobacco and is made in our 47,000 square foot ISO and GMP certified manufacturing facility. The uh, facility, everything about Monster is Monster. It's monstrous. Yes, 100%. <laughs> See, I didn't want to say monstrous because I didn't know if I could, but that sounds, oh, yeah. that sounds good. It, monstrous mission, monster mission is what we've titled this piece. I think the monster mission is the perfect title for this piece because we have a lot that we want to present to the public. Um, and I think there's, you know, most companies have a mission or goal. We have Quite a few. You know, we also set out to make the cleanest and most technologically advanced product in the market. Our core values include using high quality materials, responsible manufacturing processes, and stringent quality control. We also take great pride in innovation, which is why there's so many fun flavor combinations that you see that you wouldn't really think of. Um, and we strive to develop new and improved products to meet consumers' evolving needs and preferences. As we know, as consumers, those are always changing. For instance, I loved the milk line at one point, but now I'm back to Fruit Monster. So, you know, we're always changing our preferences, our flavor profiles. And that's what we do at Monster Vape Labs is we really speak to what the client or the consumer is looking for. So, I mean, flavors are obviously extremely important. I guess we're going to keep talking about flavors right now. I mean... Without them, so many people would have been unable to quit smoking. So, I mean, is does the company really dial into that when you're creating new flavors? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a huge misconception, I think, when it comes to flavors that it's targeted towards adult, like kids or teenagers. But I think there's a lot more to it. I mean, as an adult, personally, I just said, you know, like at first I liked milk cinnamon, but now I'm more the mango peach guava. Like we all have flavor profiles. You're not going to the bar and ordering a cosmopolitan because you don't like flavors. So I think, um, you know, when it comes to flavors, we really just try to listen to what the consumer want and build it off that. And we really pride ourselves in following legal marketing um, which means, you know, we're not catering to the younger demographic. Let me ask you, um, is MVL, uh, well, obviously you're all over the U.S. market. Are you in Canada? We are in Canada. Yeah, we actually recently relaunched in Canada. And, you know, Canada has been a tricky market. There's a lot of um, regulations when it comes to flavor names, for instance. I believe you can't have anything that resembles like a drink or um, a candy. So we've had to make a, a couple of adjustments, but we have no problem doing that because, like I said, at the end of the day, we are here to help people transition from cigarettes that are doing more harm to them than vaping. So you're the international brand manager. Um, what is the criteria for Monster Vape Labs to enter into a new market? Um, you know, I think one of the biggest criteria is moving into somewhere that has the government support. I think that plays a really big part. Um, you'd be surprised if you go to places like the UK, for instance, the government is really supporting the transition of vaping and moves towards smoking cessation campaigns such as Stoptober and, um, you know, other various campaigns that they have around the country to help with that. So we like to look into 
countries where there's already the government support, we know they support it, they have our backs, and also where there's a high concentration of current smokers. So how did you go from a start, like just one person and a partner, Sunny, you know, finding vape to be a successful tool to quit smoking to being in 58 countries around the world? I think one of the main things that Monster Vape Labs prides ourselves on is really immersing ourselves within the countries, seeing what countries have highly concentrated smokers and what how we can assist them on this journey of transitioning from cigarettes to vaping and healthier alternative. So you're really targeting then the areas in which people are still smoking heavily. Oh yeah, definitely. And we're also working with organizations who promote and see the benefits of vaping in comparison to traditional cigarettes, whether that's for the consumer itself or the environment. And so what do you consider to be the top markets in in international markets? Our top markets are definitely the UAE, the Philippines, Jordan, Greece, the UK. Now the UK, that that starts ringing in my ears, of course, because that government is so well known for its enlightened position on vaping, does that translate into a friendlier environment then for, say, Monster Vape Labs? Oh, yeah, definitely. Working with the UK and seeing the support that they have behind vaping is, as a brand manager, a breath of fresh air. (laughs) (laughs) To say the least, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) So you guys are doing uh, some special things in the UK, are you not? Oh, yes, we definitely are. We are actually approved to participate in advertising and anti-smoking campaigns within healthcare facilities in the UK. And we are currently active on the Unite platform, which is a procurement platform where we provide product bundles for stop smoking services that the NHS trusts and mental health trusts. This supports our mission globally on educating consumers on the benefits of vaping and transitioning them from the use of combustible cigarettes. Yeah, that's definitely a marked difference than, say, the U.S., obviously, or even Canada, that's supposed to have actually a better position on vaping than the U.S. So in the U.K., they've got a government platform for procurement, and you guys have been approved to be on that. Yes. And in the stop smoking, uh, the stop smoking shops that are all around the U.K., does Monster have a presence there? Yeah, so there are... Different healthcare facilities, obviously, around the UK and within those healthcare facilities, Monster Vape Labs is advertised. Patel, what's the goal of the advertising? The goal of the advertising is pretty simple. We want people to stop smoking cigarettes. We want them to transition to vaping um, where it's healthier, cleaner, and more sustainable for them, really. Patel, give us an idea when it comes to international markets. What kind of investment has Monster Vape Labs made um, into those markets? Oh, we've invested quite a bit. I'd probably say in the millions. And that starts with facilities in both the UK and our most recent one in Athens, Greece. By opening this warehouse in Athens, we can nurture partnerships with retailers and distributors while enhancing production efficiency and turnaround time for customers across Europe and neighboring regions. So you're able to ship product and manage the business much easier being on the ground in Europe. Oh, yeah. We can, you know, ship from Greece and have product in France within 
three to four business days. We don't need to worry about clearing customs and duties. All of that is already taken care of. Hmm. And then what about the UK? How's the investment gone there? You know, we've put a lot into the UK um, and we're hoping to see it grow this year more than it did last year, I would definitely say. We're ready for that next step in the UK for sure. So how does it feel to be operating in a, in a major Western country that is open to uh, nicotine vaping products as a tool for harm reduction? You know, it's quite interesting being in this role for the past year. You get a lot of insight from different countries and different misconceptions or stigma or, you know, who's behind and supports this industry. And it, working with someone like the UK and places like New Zealand as well has been really more motivating, really, because they see that you're not there to harm the consumer at the end of the day, but really be a tool and a stepping stone for them. Let me ask you, Patel, and this is going to seem like an obvious question or obvious answer, but um, there's a lot of anti-vaping sentiment out there. How does MVL face that? Um, so one of the biggest things for us is always striving to do the right things. That's that means complying with various laws, regulation, labeling requirements. You know, we hire in-house consultants, compliance officers, where we really make sure that we follow the the country's guidelines and regulations and make sure that we stick to the brand's end mission as well as laws and regulations. So that's how we kind of go through about the anti-vaping is we really push to make sure that we are following all of the laws. Patel, I find it interesting, if not ironic, that an American company with a global mission of getting people to stop smoking can be a part of the programs that you're discussing, but you can't get heard in your own backyard. Yeah, it is quite interesting how that works, um, you know, and unfortunately there's nothing we can do about it. We maintain our regulations here in the U.S. as well and that we're abiding by everything but where we do have the support, we definitely take advantage of that and work with those countries in order to grow. But from what I understand, there are countries like, say, Egypt and uh, Dubai, and they roll out the red carpet. Oh, yeah. U the UAE is actually one of our biggest markets. It's a really big pleasure working with them. And same with Egypt, you know, and it goes back to really what the government wants to introduce to their um citizens, you know, and how they support this. So I think in Middle East countries as well, where it's very, where cigarettes is very prominent, I think they are looking for healthier alternatives for their citizens because um, it makes a difference, obviously, and also their environment. So when the team comes home to the U.S. and you turn the TV on or the radio and you hear some of the stuff that's coming out from the mainstream media, and health officials in the U.S., how does it affect your psyche? You know, I really think it comes down to education. You could, if you really dig deep on a topic and it's something you're passionate about, you can find the truth in everything. And I think it's just really not letting the mainstream media, can I say brainwash? <laughs> well, you can. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, I don't know if that's controversial. You can. I'm using that. I'm using this right now. Of course, you could say the mainstream media is brainwashing people. I mean, I think everything comes down to really just doing your due diligence and researching for yourself, educating yourself. You can take what anyone says and believe it at face value. But unless you really 
know on your own experience, then it doesn't really mess with your psyche. You know, and when I first got into this industry almost two years ago, there were a lot of people like my friends that would send me articles of, oh, vaping is bad, vaping is bad. And here I am actually immersed in this industry and researching and seeing and understanding that it's quite the opposite. So I think that's what is so great about Monster Vape Labs is we we take what is said, but we make sure that the truth is also coming out. So to what degree does Monster Vape Labs get involved in the fight? And I mean, like, you know, either internationally or in the U.S., supporting tobacco harm reduction efforts, groups, and vaping advocates? Yeah, definitely. So within Europe, we are actually a part of IEVA, which is the Independent European Vape Alliance, where they advocate for vaping. Um, we also work very closely with One Shot Media, which is a French media publication, but they also have a kind of like a subsidiary where they go out and really speak on the vaping behalf. We work with them very closely. So that's in France. Then you have Aeva, which is all of Europe. And then we're also part of some smoking cessation campaigns in the UK. Well, let's talk about negative effects. And I want to bring up one more time, just a little more precisely the moral panic over teen vaping. How did that affect Monster Vape Labs? There was a lot of, I wouldn't say consequences, but there were a lot of like action items to follow when teen vaping became more prominent. And, you know, that was really shown with our advertising. We had to be very cognizant of what we put out there, whether that meant like even having a skateboard in your photo could be targeting younger demographic or, you know, having someone who looks like they're younger than 35 in the photos. There's a lot of things that we had to take into consideration when it came into our marketing. There's really nothing that we can do outside of following the government's laws and following the government's like request to have things removed. So, you know, we follow that and there that's all we can really do. Batel, here in Canada, we just lost the province of Quebec to a flavor ban. And in the U.S., of course, California went full flavor ban as well. And there's, you know, other states and definitely other provinces in Canada. How has Monster Vape Labs handled the flavor ban frenzy? So, you know, as a global company, we offer a variety of alternative products within multiple categories, and we can sustain a product portfolio that is not limited to only flavored products. Um, obviously, we understand the importance of flavors and the value they bring to those switching, so they remain our top priority, but we will continue to explore other options to bring products in order to meet the demand or the regulations that follow in each country. Overall, what's been the biggest regulatory challenge the company has had to face? I think the biggest regulatory challenge we've had to face is, you know, this misconception of flavors targeting younger demographic um, and kind of having to adjust that. Also, disposables not being so good um, for the environment or for consumers itself. So going moving towards more of a refillable process, things like that. Yeah, like um, is um, MVL um, involved with disposables in any way? Yeah, yeah, we are. We have... Um, our mini by Monster, which is a little 
one that's like as big as a quarter. And then um, we have our M bars and our max bars. Our monster bars, it depends really where you are, also falls back to regulation. So if you're in the UAE or like Europe, for instance, you have a 600 puff 2% monster bar. But in the US, for instance, you have a 3,500 puff at 5%. So, you know, um, the amount of nicotine in each product is also dependent on what is allowed in each country and region. So your company got its start, really, obviously, it was an open systems company, you know, producing e-liquid. How important has um, the disposable business become for Monster 8 Labs, and why is it so important? The disposable business has become important to Monster Vape Labs because that is what the consumer is demanding, right? We see that the the industry is quite saturated when it comes to disposables just because of the easeability of it. Um, you don't have to worry about anything. In some people's eyes, there's no mess. So you take the product and then you can kind of go be about your day. Um, but we pride ourselves on still being the largest e-liquid manufacturer globally, which is a really great feeling. Vitale, despite all of the bad press and stringent regulations, is there a future for vaping in the U.S. and globally? Oh, there's definitely a future for vaping. We can see over the last 10 years, there has been bad press, stringent regulations. However, vaping continues to grow both domestically in the U.S. and globally because people are more educated on the product and are realizing that it is, in fact, less harmful and an alternative to combustible cigarettes, both for the end user and for the environment. All over, I really think people are churning to vaping products as a smoking cessation. Patel, if you can look into a crystal ball, where is Monster Vape Labs going to be in 10 years? In 10 years, Monster Vape Labs is going to continue to evolve. We will continue staying up to date with laws and regulations. We will support organizations and their mission to educate the public on vaping. We will keep up with flavor and consumer demands and be the top brand globally.